Dixie Doggers TV presents. We're fueled by Showtime Dog Food. If you want your stud dog, your kennel, or your business advertised at the beginning of this, just like you're hearing now, you can contact us at DixieDoggers01 at gmail.com or call 205-388-2558. All right, everybody. Howdy, howdy. We uh, back at it again, trying to keep these uh, these things coming out more frequent, keeping them coming to you as often as we, as we can, within reason. Been really busy, even busier than normal. We've got a heat wave going on. It's kicking our ass. We've got hogs coming in at every property nonstop all the time. <laughs> That's kicking our ass. Yeah. Dogs are getting good workouts, though. It's tough on them right now. Uh, it's been, I think last, I got a, I had, I think you got a picture of it from the other night or well, when you were videoing. It was 115 yeah. real feel, you know, with humidity at 89%. It's ridiculous. And it's hot bad uh it 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 wears on your your body i mean more so than than average of course and your dogs it, it's detrimental to their health it can kill them quick yes okay so that's that's what we're going to discuss some in this on, on the heat and and how we which and i know we've went over several little things before but it seems like we get better response and stuff on some of these episodes that we're discussing more along the lines of the important structures instead of just, you know, talking shit and having a good time and all that, which we like to do that. We want to keep it, keep it open and light and funny and as, as well as we can. But at the same time, you gotta, we gotta be serious on it. Uh, when it's this hot, you people that run a, uh, like a walk-in catch dog, uh, it's you know wait till wait till you sit down and you're close and then vest them up. I know a lot of guys vest up, and we do ourselves because you never know when we're gonna have to dump ours. But we don't have we don't really use a lot of lead or walk-in catch dogs. Uh, we have a lot of more. I guess you'd say we send them from longer distances. They're more of a running catch, uh, extremely rough dogs. And so we, we try to try to watch the ones that we vest, and, and when we do vest them up, we don't. The ones that we vest up, very seldom do they ride in a box that's enclosed ever. They're usually clipped up in the open on an open bed, or they're in a straight summer box. Yeah, and a lot of times we're not running like a full catch vest. We're running like no, a pro. We play. never run a full catch vest. Yeah. Never run a yeah. I guess pro plate's what we've really swapped a lot to. Uh, I'd like to get some more boar bibs, but yeah. right now we're just trying just to kind of see how much. The, so far, the the pro plates have been working very well. There, when you when you pick them up, you feel of them. At first, you know you. If you don't have anything right on site to compare it to, they're thick. They yeah. feel heavy, but they are not at all. When you hold it up against another another competitor's vest, 
And there are there's several very very good quality manufacturers out there. And I mean, there's a cup there's a couple right off top, uh, Southern Cross and Hardcore. That's going to be the two top that I, that's for us. Now that doesn't mean that you're wrong or the other ones are not any good. Does not mean that I'm more familiar with these two because that's what I've used for a long time. And the the way the pro plate is built, it's like a short catch vest it comes just just behind the shoulder about two and a half inches or so yes. which with the boar bib it's more open but you can get shoulder flaps guards put on but it doesn't have anything behind the shoulder under here a lot of our dogs get hit right there because of the style of dog we have our style of dog is stupid son of a bitch is what ours are called most of the time dumb asses yeah water heads yeah. And on the boar bib, it also has an adjustable portion for the ribs. So if mm-hmm. you can adjust it more to if you have a dog that's wide or if you got a dog with a really deep chest and it's got yep. some sight hound or something like that in it. Yeah, I, li- I like that part, uh, the adjustability on it. It really helps a lot. But if, like we're saying though, but if you've got a full vest and you've got a American Bulldog that's 140, 150 pounds or Cane Corso or Presa, Mastiff of some kind, Great Dane, any of those. And, and you have to have that thing vested all the way up tight. I mean, which, I mean, they make some really, really good full vests now for sure. But it's still hot. There's, so there's, a, there's a few things, like I said, you can do. You take. Take your precaution. Don't vest him up until it's time for him to go. You know, and that works. And there's a lot of guys that do that all the time. First step is when it's this hot is do not hunt a dog that's not in shape. Don't say, oh, I'm going to take the dog out. I ain't hunted in a couple months. (laughs) No, don't do that. Don't do that. No, like we got that little bull terrier happy. He, uh, He was in shape, but it was a round shape. Yeah, but like a uh, like a thirty gallon drum. Yes, he's like a tank, and he was. I'm glad we got him conditioned before it got bad. Hot. Yeah. Getting him, well, he's he's not he's still not what he should be, but he's work in progress, and so and that takes time. Just last week was so hot, I had to slow down yeah. a little bit with him. Even even ten minutes, and and the afternoons, I mean, temp is only eighty five, eighty seven. But the humidity is that much in percentage, so the real field's still ninety something. Well, and it's last week dark. our our temps, I don't think we had any any days. Probably, like you said, was less than about eighty seven. Probably ninety was probably more ninety to ninety two. We had quite a few days, yeah. and then we had, and, that, and that when we're talking like six or seven in the late late evening, uh, so any time before that, it's really just ridiculous you can't do it and that's 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 you know like kind of more along the lines of what we're discussing in this episode here is how to attack this heat uh make sure you got a good good kennel set up or a good chain set up first of all Uh plenty of shade plenty of shade gotta have shade completely in shade yes and i mean if you've got kennels We've got quite a few, and ours are set. The way ours are set up, you can, if the wind blows, it's going to cut down through the middle of them. We got got them in rows, and so 
if it gets too bad and there's no wind, we could always set a big shop fan up at one end and get them a little air stirring. Uh, another old thing we've done for a long time, two-liter Coke bottles. But you don't even have to have two liters. You could take a regular water bottle like that one Nate's got and freeze them, stick it in their water bucket. Of course, it's going to fall out pretty quick, but it keeps the water temperature down. And for a long time, we would just take and stick them in the dog boxes when we were hunting. Just if you got a chewer, you got to watch them because they'll eat that water bottle. Yes. So if you got a dog that likes to eat things instead of just lick them, mm-hmm. which happens. But you can, I mean, like I said, there, there's so many things that you can do to help. If you have a diamond cut box or a metal box and the top on that son of a gun is shiny, it's going to get hot. Uh, to be honest with you, though, the, the shiny material reflects more. The other ones, they'll, they'll draw heat in. But you can buy some of that thin indoor-outdoor carpet put over the top of them. You know, that can help some. Yeah. They also make, like, the uh, the portable electric fans now. I yeah, think you can bolt, screw right I on I think them. those are the what usually 50 bucks a piece, something like that. I don't know if they're that much. It just depends. Yeah. I know they've went down I haven't lot. looked at the ones. There, there's quite a few guys putting them on their dog boxes, dog kennels. I mean, there's not a lot of times where I, we're going to get that extreme because, like, I don't know. We breed dogs for this. That's kind of what I, I mean. And I'm not saying we're the only people who have dogs like that, but you can't have. It's hot here all the it's time. It's hot, exactly. It's always <laughs> hot. So you can't have dogs that can't handle the heat. And I have seen a lot of them. I've yeah. seen, and, and it's the ones that you don't think. Yeah. The, the ones you think that, that when you pull up and you see this German wire hair pointer over there or an Airedale with hair four inches long, yeah. fur just hanging all off of him, that dog runs so much cooler than, than a slick-haired, short-haired pointer. I've noticed uh, white dogs don't seem to take heat very well. No, not here. I, it could just be us. Not, I don't not know. in my personal experience. No, hell no. Everyone we had, they just they get smoking hot. They overheat very hot, badly. Very quickly. I like black dogs. And I don't know. I mean, it just the uh or brindle, dark colored dogs. They, I don't know what it is. Yeah. It seems like they can handle that heat. Yeah. A and lot bes- better. And besides just like general heat stroke, the next thing would be dehydration. And mm-hmm. dogs don't show dehydration very well. It's one of those things where it's like you don't really tell they're thirsty, and then all of a sudden they're on the ground, and they're like, "Oh, I'm dying of thirst." And it's like heat stroke, but it's it's a little different. I don't know. Heat it's, exhaustion. Yeah, I guess would be close. Yeah, I mean, they all seem pretty similar, but I mean, of course, you know, dogs can get cramps, they can get sore, they'll get feeling yep. bad, and, and just in general, just like same as a person when they get the people forget that. They oh, yeah. they forget that part. They They're, just can't say, "Hey, I have a headache," or "Hey, I'm cramping." Yeah. So you see your dog walking funny. It's like he might have a cramp, mm-hmm. and I ain't seen it very often, but I've seen it. I've seen a dog get a cramp, and it's kind of odd looking. Yeah, I've seen them jumping around, kicking their leg <laughs> like a damn mule, jumping around. It's crazy. You don't see it very often, but like I said, at the same time, it still happens. The, uh, you know, you can make a, a water tank pretty reasonable. Uh, there, there's a multitude of ways. There's there's never really an excuse not to be able to, to hydrate them. 
But a lot of times they don't drink as much as they should. Got to be careful, too, when you're out hunting. Those old beaver ponds, stagnant water and shit like that. Full of diseases. Giardia. It, it's it's a real deal thing. It, come, it comes from comes from beaver. Or, you know, and so a lot of guys stinks, hunt river bottles. It's just like, I just... I can't feel good for my dog drinking water that's pitch black. No, I, that's <laughs> like, one of the only times I'll even get onto a dog, really, like, thrash him a little bit. But like, damn, what I can retard him. Soaking their food and water, you know, mm-hmm. it takes a little acclimation for some dogs. Some dogs don't bother at all. You put some dine. Yeah, the dine In their water. Them. The only issue I've found with that is I've had a few dogs so far that, like, will not hardly touch it if it's just water. They're trying to be yeah, picky. Yeah, I'm talking about putting yeah. the food with the water. Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, if you, like after, if like, feeding Cheetah, like mm-hmm. that uh, that bitch dog that had puppies, she, if I put just water and food in there, she's not going to eat it. Mm-hmm. She's, like, protest. And I'm like, why? Put some dine in there? Just, like, a teaspoon. Just enough to make it. But she I, need, but that's what yeah, they yeah. need. It, it It's yeah. not going to hurt them. I don't know. Because I was just going to do water and feed in the morning and then do dine water and feed at night. Just because I was just going to put just a little something in the morning. Mm-hmm. Really just trying to get her to. Because Are you talking about just floating the food in the mornings? Yeah, that's okay. what I was doing. That's her. floating food. Yeah. So if you're, if you're floating the feed in the morning with nothing in it and then you float it in the evening with something in it. Yeah, that's, that's why she's yeah. doing that. Either do it. Both times, or don't float it in the mornings. Give her something else. Maybe yeah. go to raw, or you know, yeah. that that might would change it up a little bit. I don't know. We got so many things that we want to do, and and try, and we're you know finding time to do all of it. You know, it's getting to where it's it's we're able to do more of it, and oh, yeah. and which we like I said, we've always had a lot of dogs, and to, and to be able to have that many, it takes. It takes an effort. There's no doubt. Uh, my youngest son, Logan, he's really stepped up in the last two years or so, a couple summers. He's he's really helped with the dogs a lot. Uh, last summer, he was I, – I don't know. He he wasn't really into it too much. He's like, it's a lot of work, 40 head of dogs, you know, or more. Now we're about 50. We got some pups and stuff. But, but this year, you can tell it's – like we we went to bay pens and you know we we've, we've hit a hole here and there, and so when we get done and come home, you know we hand Logan a hundred dollar bill or something like that or a couple hundred bucks whatever it works out because he's put in that work, put in that time and so getting that reward, Helps you know it, it it keeps him a little more interested and and now he's getting to where he's starting to pay a lot of attention to the dogs he can uh, he can I, tell you what's going on with he's him. still sixteen. Yeah, he's. It's one of those deals, though. He, I don't know how much he'll stay in it, but he seems like he's in it more and more. Oh, yeah. Which that's, like I said, that's one of those things dealing with the heat, because that's the main time he does most of the work. Because like during the, the winter and stuff, in the fall or hunting season, or I ain't gonna say hunting season, but when we're always up and and running, me and you are messing with him a lot more, so it cuts his workload down. And right now we're busy doing all this other stuff. His workload is in excess. So, but that's how the heat heat can whoop him. 
gets him beat down. Yeah. It gets to where you're like, shit. Yeah, he don't like waking up at six o'clock in the morning to water him, but he agrees it's much better than waiting till nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. You gotta, they gotta have clean, fresh water several times a day. Yeah, right now, at least twice a day. Right now, he's been watering on before ten, before two. And before six, mm-hmm. they just somewhere in there because it's like, you know, most of the time the first water is going to be, you know, you have a few dogs that don't have water, six, something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. a dozen <laughs> on a day. I guess the dogs were just being really bad. But usually the second and third water, there's one, maybe two dogs yeah. that don't have water. And so I don't know. I think the dogs figured out, like, well, I'm not my water bowl over. Well, I'm of, thirsty in ten minutes. Yeah, run, <laughs> running so many game dogs for years, having a you know bigger yard with quite a few game dogs, helping my dad, and my uncle, and you would have certain dogs that if you pulled up, you'd see them. They just flip their bowls over. Come just, see, me. yeah, just come see, <laughs> just but, come see me. And, and and in all honesty, if you feed your dog, wait till he gets done eating pick his bowl up don't leave it that's what you know that's the best thing to do but when you have a big yard it's a little it can be time very time consuming and and you can you'll skip process you know skip skip steps in it and be like damn i'm just i don't have time and then you're running and so things can get can get out of hand and that's something that we've been kind of incorporating into our our regimen is a lot of the stuff from the game dog world, exercise, nutrition, different things like that. We're going to get into some some more of that on some other episodes as well. Because you got to be, like I said, doing, dealing with the heat. First off, your dog, you got to have him in shape. Yeah. They can't get in shape by sitting on a chain or in a kennel. You got to run them. And if you're not hunting them, you need to exercise them. Something. So... Nate been doing – can you tell them what you've been doing with some of them? Uh, so, I got like a – would it be considered a spring pole? I don't know because it's just a spring mounted to a rafter. Yeah. I, I didn't know if that's, that's – yeah. And so, I got that and a short uh, – it's like a rubber tie from like a tie-down strap. Mm-hmm. That thing's been working pretty good. And I just feed the hole and I got a coon hide and I've threaded that rubber piece and knotted it back off. It's not hard on their grip. Yeah. And and so, a, lot of, a lot of game dog guys use yeah. the rubber tires. Yeah. I just like a dirt bike or something. Yeah. With the coon hide, it's like that hide, like they could probably maybe put their teeth through it, but probably not. The leather would probably just mm-hmm. stretch enough to get Because it's a cured hide. Yeah. And so I usually let them work on that for probably five minutes, something like that, till I can tell they're kind of getting tired. And then I'll walk them around a little bit, like we're happy. I usually start him off on the treadmill, let him get warmed up a little mm-hmm. bit, let him run a couple minutes, and let him watch me put the coon hide on the spring. And then he'll work the spring for about five minutes, and then I'll put him back on the treadmill for about five. Because he'll get tired. He'll sit there and just look a little bit because he's out of shape still. Mm-hmm. He's and, getting a lot better. Oh, yeah. The last time was much better. It was just so humid. And I, I was out there porch when I was like, I feel you, fat guy. I understand. And so I put him on the treadmill for another five minutes and then uh, I let him chase me with the coon hide around the yard. He's got a, uh, a vest on, like a weight pull vest. And I got like a uh, 
got a brake rotor it's, on it. It's a white pull harness. A white pull harness, yeah. yeah that's it's a harness. And so I usually do that until I'm really good and tired, mm-hmm. which is usually he, – he was already tired. That's why I do that last because I know I'm not going to last long at it either because usually it's 7 o'clock, 7.30, something like that, last hour of daylight. Cause that's a, and so that's been working pretty good as far as just getting him to where, hey, he went from being completely out of shape to now I'd feel comfortable like, oh, if he got on a hog and had to hold it for 15, 20 minutes, I don't think he'd heat stroke. No. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, that usually doesn't happen. It, 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 they had to hold on that how far long. he had to get there. Yeah. That, that's – but crazy thing. things happen sometimes. In the heat, you gotta you gotta get as close as you can get. Like I said, even with our dogs, we're you know we cut loose from three hundred to half a mile. I know that sounds crazy, something, but like yeah. there's times where I'll cut that somebody's loose and just go get him. We ain't running him. We're gonna stop him. Yeah. We're running right behind the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> we, we gotta cut go them loose. With, you gotta let do, get but out. You gotta out. get there. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta have a plan, even though it's. It's chaos. It's controlled chaos in in our case, because uh, like I, I don't. Reg- if we have a big hunt going, I literally sit down do my homework. We get you know I look at the land, I look at the topo maps, and I'm like, okay, this is a funnel here, or you know, hey, here's how they're coming in here, or we've ran this way in the past, and so if it's a if we don't have to deal with the heat. I might just drop them and let them run with the other dogs. Wow. But if we got to deal with the heat, we hold them back as long as we can, get as close as we can, and do it more. We're trying to get it to where it's almost like a yeah. a walk in. You know, if I can get it, if I can get less than a hundred yards, I'm doing great. You yeah. know, another it th- helps. Another thing, like especially just with hunting, dogs will lose weight from water really quick when it's this hot. But oh, they'll yeah. also lose a lot of weight because they won't eat as much. And so, yeah, like, at, you don't so eat soaking much. their food helps a lot. And then uh, B12, B12 will help build up their appetite, get them to eat more. And so a lot of times if you have a dog that's just not taking the heat well or one that don't like to do that, I like mixing uh, like some electrolytes, like, like a paste tube, like for horses. Just give just enough to really, it really depends what the tube says, you know, doses are different. Mm-hmm but just enough to get that salt in there to make them drink some more and some B12 to make them eat eventually. Because a lot of times they're just, they're not having it. They don't, they don't want no, to eat. They, they, like I said, it's just like, it's like us. You, you get so hot, you don't want to eat a whole lot. No. You might be hungry, but you, you'd rather eat a salad or a light, yeah. a light sandwich or something yeah. instead of eat a little eating something. a big bowl of spaghetti, you know, yeah. or some chili. Exactly. You, you don't want to do all that. And then, but like I talking about that water tank, and then this is something that I want to start doing. I haven't done it, but I think it's going to work. Is put some B12 and Dine in our water tank as well. But you got to be careful doing that because of the residue and the buildup inside yeah. of it. You have to clean your tank out. Yeah, you know it's not hard to do because like we, I built some out of the diamond cut material, and it's all right. But honestly, I like the just a PVC pipe with a clean out on one end and a, just a spigot on the other end. It's it's not that expensive. I mean, it can be. 
Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, that stuff has went through the roof. It's expensive. But a lot of times you can find a piece of pipe laying around. Yeah. Somebody you know might have one or a couple of fittings, something to cut the cost down. And if not, then, I mean, like I used the – instead of using the Schedule 40 or Schedule 80, the real, real thick stuff, I used kind of the mid-grade, not the super thin wall. I didn't use the thin wall drain, but I used the thicker wall drain, which is not Schedule 40, but – Anyway, a lot of people don't know what all that means, but anyway, it's thick enough, but it's not too thick. It's cheap enough, but it's not the cheapest. Yeah. And I think I built one that's uh, six foot. No, it's five foot. It's five foot long. I, it'll hold roughly 10 gallons. I know it'll hold eight. Because of the way we designed it. Because, like I said, I got an elbow on it. It comes up. So what we do is we'll put a couple bags of ice in it. Then we'll put some water in it. I never fill it all the way full. Don't let it get hot and stagnant. Uh, pretty much fresh water every time we go. I don't leave the water in there. Don't do that dumb shit. Don't do it. People do that and they just leave it and leave it. Because get you're lazy. On. Turn the damn thing on and drain it. It's like, shit, you done put in all the work to go hunt and yep. do all these stuff. You're going to skip little shit so I th- like that? I think putting the B12 and some dyeing or something in there would definitely help, when, especially when we're hunting a yeah. cut several days in a row well, because we're, yeah. we still hunt no matter how hot well, it remember is. Remember, I had made that that concentrate of like that pink, uh, I don't, what was I calling it, like uh, strawberry milk mm-hmm. or some shit like that Rodney and I was calling it, and basically just mixed it like four times stouter than what I was normally dosing it. Mm-hmm. And that way I could just like pour a little bit in the water and swirl it up. And that was working pretty good. We did that when we did the ADHA uh, Tri-County Hog Bash. And that seemed to help. Yeah, it did. Because it, it wasn't as nowhere near as bad as it is now. It was just starting to get humid. But I mean, now it's, it sucks. Yeah. We went. That was a warm Saturday, up. Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. We had, went up there to Hog's. To come into the cornfield and uh, Eminem went out, found his first. Well, ain't the first hog he's found, but that that was like he went out. There was other dogs out. We put him out. He broke yeah. off from them, went down, and he got him up and got him going. Yeah. So the other times he was by himself, and we knew the hogs were there. Even even though it was still a hundred percent fair chase wild hunt. We knew the hogs were there because we had the cell cams. This this one we didn't. It was just like, you know, regular hunting. You don't have cameras. And you don't have bait or none of that. You ride around. You find a track or some sign. You put them out. Well, we found some sign, and we knew it wasn't too awful old. But at the same time, it's all these little thunderstorms popping up. Washes all your scent. So, But anyway, and we still made... I don't know. We hunted several hours, and they all, and the dogs yep. they held up good, they done good, but it got hot quick, very oh, yeah. quick. I think we dropped at like what four fifty five, five like o'clock, that. about five. And I think we, I think we were home by nine thirty or ten. It, 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 I like think that. it was a little after ten we got home. It was like thirty minute drive. I think, I think altogether we hunted. We only ran like four hours, three and a half, four hours. Uh, but I mean, it they they worked the whole time. It was nonstop because oh, yeah. they were on hog from the time we got out of the truck pretty much till we picked them up. That was a good little hunt, especially the way it worked out with them young dogs. 
finding their own because Louie, another one of Nate's pups, he's a little Kimmer, and uh, he went down there. I'm telling you, that dog's got a mouth on him. Holy he surprised shit. me. Yeah, he's it was so, loud. I'm glad he barks that. like a hound. Oh, yeah, because he barks loud as hell in the box, and it's aggravating just because mm-hmm. he's so loud. Eminem pisses me off because he whines. Eminem... If Eminem was barking in the box, I'd really, I'm really surprised. I don't, you know, hardly ever do that. I say that, <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow. But Louie, don't ever whine. But he'll just like randomly just start bawling like when you're right beside him, and it's just so loud. It's like I just want to choke you. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> he barks like that, keeps it in there. Yeah. yeah all right. You'll know where he's at anyway. Oh yeah. It turned out to be a really good, good hunt though for those dogs for us as well. Uh, Went back last night. We were going to make another round. We got there and dropped him out. And, and Eminem, same dog we're talking about, he don't want to go nowhere. He keeps coming right back up. Oh, yeah, just like what's carpet he, munching every female like, dog there like, is. What's he doing? We had uh, midnight. She had come in heat, and, and Rodney hadn't noticed it until we, we got up there and got out, and we looked. And, of course, that just throwed the whole, whole hitch in the oh, giddy yeah. up because we had – Four females in his body. He brought all females, and we brought all males. Yeah. So I think we had six males in the truck. And only two of them were over a year old. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Louie never – I don't know. Yeah, Bronco and Hank. Yeah. But they – yeah, they were <laughs> they were studying other things besides hog hunting. Yeah. But anyway, so that – I guess that's another thing you got to deal with, another kind of heat you got to deal with. So you got to deal with that too. But anyway, so like I said, they they done good. They held up well in, in with the temperature and the humidity. So that you know something's going right, something being done right yeah. and correctly. So and I, uh, make sure you take care of your fleas, flea and tick problems. That that that's another thing in the heat yeah. because. The anemia will set in so fast. And a flea's life Worms, cycle. Can't. Any, any parasites, make sure you got that under control. Yes. Especially in this heat. That flea's life cycle can happen so fast here in the South. Yeah. I mean, like you're talking about an egg being laid, the flea hatching, and that flea laying eggs in seven days. Yeah, I was going to say that week. It's all a week. Or sooner, if it's mm-hmm. part, like when, when, we're, when you're talking 60 plus percent humidity all the time. And then you got not never just, below seventy. Not just the high humidity part. You yeah. got all these little rain showers. Oh, yeah. You got damp moisture everywhere. So if you got dogs in chain spots or in kennels that's on the ground, and there's nothing wrong with any of those setups, they all work. They have oh, yeah. worked. And they'll they'll continue working. But you just gotta cover your ass on that. So one thing that uh, you can get the permethrin. It's uh, was it thirty eight percent that we buy? It's pretty it's strong, so we dilute yeah. it. We split it. We bust it down. Nate busted it in half this time. Yeah. You know, sprayed the dogs and stuff. And that that's up to you. Yeah. You do your thing how you want to. But we done it worked pretty good with that permethrin and stuff. You you know, we spray it like on the dogs, in the houses, around their area. Another thing that will that will help is pine salt. I'm telling you, it works. I don't know how many people have used it or if it's – and there might be a 
ton of people who, who use it and know about it. I don't know. I never talked to many people who have ever used pine saw. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a man come in the other day and he was talking about it. And I said, yeah, it, and it works. You, you got to get it out there and you got to put it on pretty heavy. Uh, spray their area down real good. You can spray their dog inside their dog house under it and all that. I think that's one of the bigger issues is, you know, people, they, they want to get Brevecto or something that's easy, give it to the dog and say, okay. And then when it doesn't work, they're like, well, my dog still has fleas. Yeah. Like, well, well, fleas you, don't appear from thin air. Exactly. They that, they're there. And I mean, if you, your chain spots or your kennels or whatever, they need to be treated. And they need to be treated pretty, especially where we live at, frequently. Right now, I've been treating once a week. Yeah, just because just can't, I can't. We can't have the risk of oh, we have a flea infestation, and, yep. and have, it happens. It yeah. still happens. Oh, we, yeah. I mean, about it, once it, a year we'll have a bad one. But ours seems to be right when it starts getting dry again. I think a lot of ours is where we take ours, our dogs out, and we go somewhere, hunt or whatever for a day or two or we you know go to events or something like that and then when we come home we're dragging them back and forth you know and and the dogs they hold good we keep uh we keep the proper medication and stuff on so we we don't have to it's not a harsh thing but every now and then though you'll get one or two dogs and man you can't figure out why this dog is like like this dog might be losing weight You've wormed it. You've given flea and tick treatment. You've done all this stuff and a million things. But there's something that you didn't quite get. Yeah. It, it could it could be one one type of worm that you didn't get because you didn't worm it just hard enough. You didn't have quite enough. Sometimes that's what it takes. Like, and we've had to do that. We we've had dogs. Nate's like. He's told me, he's like, I've, I've already wormed this dog. He said, I, I wormed it three days and then waited a week, wormed it three days, waited a week, wormed it three days, and some is still, it, it'll, they'll start doing r- real good. And then after a week or two, they start falling back off. And I, you can ask him, I, I told him, I was like, worm it again. Use something different. And that's another thing. You want to change the wormer up. Oh, yeah. And I know there's probably people out there that have one thing that they use all the time. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong by no means. That that's that's you. That's your dog. You do what you want to do. But for us, it doesn't work. The immunity gets started and then it just it's like you're doing nothing. Yeah. Cause like any of our parasites, they can just produce so many generations. And so if they have immunity, their offspring's gonna have some yeah. immunity. And so just making sure when you, when your dog has worms, worm it correctly. That's the biggest thing. And if you got, you got dogs that are hard keepers, hard gainers, or, or if you've had a dog that has had a a run with the worms or with fleas and has became anemic, which that's, I mean, having fleas, worms result from that. Yeah. I mean, the dog sitting there chewing fleas, they ingest them. It's it's a never-ending cycle. Won't get tapeworms. Yes, get rid of all them parasites. So if you have something that happens like that, we use uh, a mixture 
called satin balls. Uh, it's I've got a recipe for it. We can we can hook y'all up with that. A lot of most guys that's been around it, they kind of know what it is. It's you, you take hamburger meat. Uh, a lot of people use total cereal, or you can use Special K or something like that. Corn flakes. Use a, a cereal like that, and then you have wheat germ. Uh, shit, I can't think all of it now. Oats. Coconut oil, uh, oatmeal. Then you have flaxseed. Flaxseed. Uh, flaxseed oil. Unsulfured molasses. Yeah, I think so. Then you put the molasses to it. A little bit of salt. That's some rough tasting stuff. Yeah, that's that. It is pretty pretty rough. But those dogs, like, and just and, and taking just roll it into a a ball about the size of a golf ball is what what we use, and uh, you can freeze them, put them on some parchment paper, freeze them up, and then when you get ready to to feed or as a, a snack or something like that for your dog, give them one of those one or two to start out with. You can give them a couple for a day or two. Then I would skip a couple of days, no more than two days, then give it to them again. What what I like to do when I'm basically having one for a keep would be do it for three days, skip a day, do it for two days, skip a day, do it for three days, skip, you know, continue like that. Uh, which, like I said, you got eggs and stuff that's in it. Uh, it's just a mixture. It works really good. It will put weight on a dog. If you use that, I'm telling you, I don't I don't care what it yeah. is. It'll put weight on it regardless. Now, if your dog still has parasite, it's not going to hold the weight, but it will put the weight on the dog. So that's, that's something else that you can use there. And also, that's something else you can feed while it's hot. And so that way your dog's getting enough of what he needs. There, there's so many... Like I said, there's so many dogs right now. They just they're not going to eat that much. I know. So, I know a lot of ours don't. don't. Yeah. It, it, if but you have dogs outside, yeah, I was going to say there's probably a lot of people right now that they're not pushing their dogs or hunting. You know, I wonder if people that have less humidity, even like when it's hot, like people that live out west mm -hmm. and the southwest, I wonder if their dogs have similar reactions. I wonder if it's due to the heat or if it's because of the humidity. I don't know. I don't know. It. Uh, Maybe we can get in with some. Get with Anybody somebody. from the Southwest, answer that if you can. Yeah. That'd be nice. Because that's something I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's just heat or heat and humidity or both. And if y'all have different experiences, hey, hit us up. Tell us. We'll spread the news. Like, hey, so-and-so experienced this. Because, I mean, we're based out of the Southeast, so we can only speak on our experience. Yep. Because we're not going to go out here and be like, oh, up north they do this. It's like, I don't know. I'd like to think they do that. Well, what well, we you know, told. we know people that yeah. in other areas, and we can go by what they tell us. That's why I said we don't know, really know anybody out that way that we've asked that question. We know some people out there, but we don't know anybody. We haven't talked to anybody about it. So, so that'd be a good topic to have to, to actually discuss. Then uh, more on the the stuff about hunting in the heat got to be ready for the heat stroke or, or when a dog has severe heat exhaustion, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta know what to do. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of guys I know 
without a doubt, they know how to handle it. If you take uh, alcohol, alcohol can save a lot. Get them pads, rub that belly. Yeah. Uh, but first and foremost, I guess the good old creek. Get them to a creek, some cold water. Try don't, to don't, cool don't them. come directly in it. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. try to cool them down. Um, if you put them directly in it, too, it's kind of like if anybody's ever worked outside and got too hot and then immediately went in, it's like, oh, I feel bad. It's the same thing. And basically goes in it like yeah. a shock. And if your dog is having a heat stroke, it's mm-hmm. probably going to kill them. Yeah. I mean, but as far as, like you said, alcohol, a little bit of that, just enough to create some evaporative cooling, mm-hmm. but don't just dunk them in there. That no. Ain't, that ain't going to help. It ain't. But you got to, you can, I mean, get a, get a bag of IV fluids, uh, but don't have to, it don't even have to be IV, just be yeah. subcutaneous. You can take and just take saline solution. And I mean, I've, I've took just injected right up under the skin. Got to do what you got to do to keep them going. Uh, Most definitely. I've had them where I knew they were on the verge of not making it. And and I haven't had to do it in in years and years, but you can, you can tip the ears. That's, that's only in the, the worst case scenario. Uh, tipping the ears is, Take about that much on the, the very tip, cut it off, lets that blood that, go. That, that's one of those last resorts. Yes, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's not one of them you're like, yeah. oh, man, my dog's getting hot. Let me cut his damn ear off. No, wow. not that. That is don't do it. Don't do it. That's like, oh, I've coated my dog and rubbing alcohol. That's, and that's really to, one of those things yeah. where you need to have somebody there that's familiar yeah. with that. Uh, get to a vet if you can get to a vet, of course. Yeah. But just like I said, it's. A lot of people, they try to cool that dog down and try to cool him down way too fast, or they don't cool him, cool him down enough. You're, they work on him out there on the tailgate or in the back of the truck or on the buggy or whatever. Go to your truck, turn, that, turn the truck on, turn the air on, put him in the back seat or in the front seat or in the floorboard, let him cool off a little bit. Don't turn it on wide open on ice cold. Just... Have it where to help them cool down some. Uh, try to keep some kind of electrolytes with you. That's one thing. That's why, that's why we were talking about this whole time is making these little mixtures and concoctions and utilizing all this stuff as a precursor to be prepared. That's just like, you know, I drink this stuff here in the evenings. So that way the next day I've got next morning, I've got something in my body. So if you got something in you, you know, you got something to work with. But if you don't, and all they got, to, you know, well, I gave them water. Water ain't enough. I'm sorry. It's just, it's not. It, it is not. Not when it's working dogs. If the dog, if you got a dog that ain't doing shit, it might be, that might be enough. But a working dog or a hunting dog that's really, and there's, there's a difference. You know, I, I think all dogs that do something are working dogs. Then you have there's there's hunting dogs, totally different thing to me. Hunting dog, it has a hunting this, dog is a style of it, work. It's a it's a but all it's still it's still work. And you know, so any dog is it's just like a a person who has to perform physically. They got they need to have more. If you got a guy over here that's taking 
you know, supplements, vitamins, and all this stuff, he's probably going to outdo the guy who doesn't take anything but just drink water and eat bread. Even though that guy works and does the same amount of physical stuff, they're not going to have the same capabilities. So this no. other guy's going—he's going to have more stamina. He's going to be stronger. He can go farther. So you got to think like that on on that part with your dogs. You know, there's—I don't know. There's I'm trying to think of anything else I could think of that would be helpful to as far as like heat. I don't know. That that's the main things yeah. that I know of. But hunting in the heat, I like if if I can go to where it's less than eighty five degrees, that's when I like to hunt. You know, it, well I'd love shit, I'd love it if it was fifty five degrees, but I'm just saying in the heat, yeah. if you watch your and yeah, it it's gonna be a time frame. Cause like right now for us, it's gonna be from like 2 a.m. to probably 8 a.m. is going to be our running times. So if it's 80, 80 degrees at 2 o'clock in the morning, that's when we need to go. That's just why you got to play it, you know, to, to, for, for me to get to get the best out of it. So, I agree. Yeah, well, it, I don't know any other way to do it. You got to have uh, – you got to have – Try to set them up for success all you can if you're going to really hunt. Make sure you got some sign. There's, I know a lot of guys, they, they they get off on being able to drop a dog and it go a mile and a half and hunt and no sign and do all that. But me, it's – and I've got dogs that'll do that. That's – but those dogs, just, just because they'll go that far don't mean that they ever even have to. They do all that hunting. And waste all that energy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, when it's this hot, get in, get out, let's go. Yep. Get the pig, let's go. Said, they don't have to. Yeah. That far. They will, but yeah. they don't have to. Yeah. Because I try to get close to homework. Try to get to where when we take them, we're going to cut them a track. And there's a lot of times where if, if I don't see enough sign, I ain't going to turn loose. You know, I'm not just going to run them to burn them out. I go to another another property. I'm not saying I ain't going to hunt them or go to another part of the property or whatever you want to say. And that just to, and I think we've only went, last night was the first time that we went hunting and cut out and we did not even run one. We didn't even run a hog. And, and that, like I said, that's having dogs and heat and stuff that, of course we cut the hunt short then because it's like, it just, it just wouldn't happen at all. Yeah, uphill battle. Yes. Now if we'd had some different dogs there wouldn't have, it, it wouldn't have been an issue but having those, having those little young male dogs they were they they weren't studying nothing about no damn pigs so but I think you know of course getting around water that's probably a good place to start ponds lakes rivers creeks whatever. We, we hunt a lot of river bottom, flooded timbers kind of stuff, and there's usually hogs around that area, depending on where you're at. I don't know. I guess every place is going to be different, but when it gets this hot, they're going to be close to it, or try to be close to water anyway. So that's where I'd go 
And I try to go at night or early, early morning, close to water where I can get it down 80 degrees or so. And that sets you up for optimal success, I think. I agree. Uh, we've also caught a lot of hogs in like five-year-old plus cutovers, something like that, or like, mm-hmm. a, like a pine thicket that's got a lot of briars, just, or like a kudzu patch, which I don't really like hunting kudzu. Really, really smooth. thick. Yeah, something with a, that's either a thick enough canopy from the foliage or the heat is reflecting off of it. And so under it, it's just all shade. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean. Well, they get in there and they dust themselves. Yeah. It, if you get down in there and crawl in there, you'll see. It's just it's rough just, as hell. Yeah. But the pigs that, will be in it. Yeah, we've <laughs> caught a lot of them in it. I mean, it's bad thick. But that's also, generally, that's where we catch them after the the cool runs over yeah we, you go over there and you hunt them that's where they're bedding at yeah and so it's it depends on what time you're hunting really yeah that's what i was going to say the creeks and stuff are definitely good for the feeding and i think like a lot of those thicker areas are better for the bedding that's just more how your hogs are in your area or wherever you're that's hunting. what i said it's you, you got variables on that well you got to be careful what you say because people are they read into things so much more than what they really are. If you say, well, hunt on this creek over here and and you could catch a hog. No, they don't take it for that. They they take it for, well, you told me to go over there and do it and I didn't catch nothing. Yeah. Or something, you know, or, or like whatever. And or like you're like we had a and I want to address the situation about that too. We I was talking on one of the other podcasts about where we went to the dog hunters event and uh, another another team that was hunting it and they, me and the guy was talking and he told me that there was a guy on his team that the cur dogs that he had and the bulldog they just they was missing and they just wasn't catching and hanging on and so and i said something about that on one of the episodes and that guy uh me and him had a discussion about it his wife contacted me, and, and you know they took it as I was running their dogs down and, and, and all that, and that's not what was happening. I wasn't talking shit on his dogs. I was saying this is what so-and-so, so-and-so said, and because I didn't even know the guy's name. That's so what I told him. I was like, I, I don't even know your name. Turns out, good guy. Talked with him for a while. So I, I try to be careful with the things I say, and I want to make sure that they're clear. So that way there's no deception or misconceptions about anything. So, Fair so if we, if we, if we say something on here and if you'll notice, if you've watched this, listen this long, you know that I say it works for us or what we do doesn't mean that Our it's right experience. or wrong. So it, it's one of those deals where, you know, I'm, I'm not going, if I'm going to talk about somebody, I'm going to call your name out. I'm going to know who you are. And normally, I don't really do that. I don't have no reason to. You do you and I do me. Yeah. There's there's been, there's been only just been a couple of people that got under my skin on things. But it yeah, happens. It is what it is. But I just wanted to address that. And I, and I told him, I said, oh, look, I apologize. If you took it that any sort of way, I apologize. I don't, I don't know why. I didn't even do that. But at the same time, hey. That's what I'll do. And 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know the whole situation. I heard two two stories, and and I'll be honest, I don't even care. Like, I mean, it don't have nothing to do with me. So it's kind of. I just thought it was kind of funny. I needed to address. It. Yeah. So, but if if we if we recommend something, and you try it, it works great. If it don't, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, there, there are too many variables for us to cover all the bases. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, there's just so many opportunities for things to go right or wrong in every instance. I mean, it's life. Yeah. It's, it's like it, it, shit changes constantly. When you got – but when you're, when you're do, dealing with dogs – and people that have been dealing with dogs a long time, they know you can. Ne- it's it's almost like you can never count on it a hundred percent every time. Yeah. You have some dogs that you could, you'll be close. You'll be like I, I I'd all I'd almost bet on him. I'd almost bet on you know, but every dog, they 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 crap out. Everyone I've ever seen, they'll have good days. They'll have bad days. They have Just some like days. People. And people are the main problem with dogs because people don't understand that it, it's a dog, it's an animal. It's, it's one of those things where, and, and there's a, yeah. we were reading some stuff in Sporting Dog Journal. Is that the one Pete wrote? Uh, yeah, this is the one by Pete. Yeah. Dog talking to you. Yeah, it's your, your dog's talking to you. I mean, the dog can't, they can tell you yeah. what it says on there. It's an article out of, uh, sporting dog journal. Yeah, and so it's got nine little nine bullet points here, and it's just about your dog talking to you, you know. And so the first one says, "Put your trust in me. It is crucial to my well-being." And the second one is, "Give me time to understand what you want from me." Number three is, "Don't be angry with me for long, and don't mistreat, ignore, or cuss me as punishment." You have work, entertainment, and friends. All I have is you. Number four is talk to me sometimes. Even if I don't understand your words, I understand your voice. Number five, be aware that however you treat me, I'll never forget. Number six, please don't hit me. I can't hit back, but I can bite, and I really don't want to do that. Number seven, before you scold me for being uncooperative, obstinate, or lazy, ask yourself if something might be bothering me. Perhaps I am not getting the right foods, I'm overworked, or I've been out out in the sun too long. Number eight, Take care of me when I get old. You will grow old too. Number nine, go with me on difficult journeys. Never say I cannot bear to watch or let it happen in my absence. Everything is easier for me if you are there. Yep. And that's good points. And for most of us that's that's old enough to have to have had dogs for years and years, we all should understand exactly what that means. I mean, like, when they say, you know, hey, we'll, we'll grow old together. You have dogs that you've had for 15, 16 years. Yeah. They're a part of you. They should be. If they're not, right. you're a piece of shit. I agree. You and don't, I also if you believe don't give that a shit if, about your dogs. You, <laughs> I believe that if you will pull a dog out of a dog box and whoop the shit out of it for the least little thing, but you won't slap a man for that, then you're a piece of shit. I believe if you'll take and stomp a dog's head down on the ground or take a chain, and whoop that dog's ass, but you won't say nothing to your brother-in-law or your daddy because you ain't man enough. You're a piece of shit. 
you know, just things like that. That's stuff. There's ways to handle things, but and I ain't talking to one person either. I'm just saying in general. I've seen so many people I've do seen this. It happen. They will beat the, I mean, whoop a dog till it can't. I'm for I'm for nothing, but yeah. they don't want no problems. They 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 avoid conflict at all costs. And I'm yeah. like, but you'll beat on a damn dog. The only time I'm gonna show enough whoop a dog. Is if he's trying to bite me, mm-hmm. I'm t- and I'm trying to get away. Usually on that, when that don't happen often, or damn dog fight, yeah. dog aggression, just being a mongoloid. Well, generally, I just there's there's ways to handle that. Yeah, it's called culling. Yeah, you don't have to waste all that time, effort, and energy. So that quick, it's over. You move on, and that might sound like one end of the spectrum to the other. It might there's a lot of people might think I'm a piece of shit because I say that, but at the same time. I'm not going to just keep this dog over here, and every time it doesn't do something that I don't that I don't like, and just whoop his ass because it's yeah. my whipping boy. No, I, I don't. I don't believe in that. Yeah. I mean, like, it, look, if it's not going to fit me, chances are I'm going to send it to somebody who it'll fit. Yeah, exactly. There's not a lot of times that we actually have to call because you have good bloodlines and, and you produce good dogs. Uh, when I, you know, typically it's for something like extreme dog aggression. Yeah, it's like this and dog is away, just killing dogs. I got dogs. away from a lot of that because I, for a long time, we had dogs like that. They were dog aggressive. I mean, it didn't take much, and it, the fight was on. And so instead of having to deal with that constantly, I changed my whole deal. Changed, changed my whole our plan. program. The dogs that we own, we yep. got dogs that weren't dog aggressive, and we don't really. I don't know when we have any dog fights anymore. I had to care. I had to have a twelve hole trailer to carry twelve dogs. <laughs> and I mean, because there was zero dogs you boxed together. And now I can put however many I want for the most part. Every now and then, of course, that's anything though. There's going to be a little arguing or something like that. Oh, yeah. But I just I don't know. I the the whole thing, like you said, I I, I told my. My youngest son, Logan, the same thing, like with the dogs. I was like, if the dog wasn't our pet or our our livestock, it wouldn't even matter because he could take care of himself. You yeah. turn him loose, he could survive in the wild. I, I, but when you've got them where they can't fend for themselves, you have to do it. Oh, yeah. You have to take care of it. you got to do it. And it can't be like, well, can we just wait till tomorrow? No. No, don't. Well, how about you don't eat tonight or you don't drink nothing tonight? And then, yeah. Really? And, and, I, that, and, and I'll be honest. Everybody knows it. You don't have to feed a dog twice a day at all. I know for years it was every other day on a lot of dogs. That's a lot of the game dog stuff. No. Uh, and, it, you know, and they were fine. There's no yeah. big, and there's still people that do that. And I did that for a long time with certain dogs, but certain breeds, yeah, they need to be fed every day. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and they don't have to be fed an extreme amount at one time. That's why some people, you know, like doing twice a day when we got dogs that are, that were working, getting, getting them ready to hunt, getting them in shape, or you got a dog that's had pups. You feed them, feed them twice a day, you know, make sure that they got what they need. Make sure they got all the extra stuff in it as well. That's, that's where you, 
just want to say those, those little articles right there, that's that's good stuff. Here's another one. This one's on simple characteristics. And this one's describing the uh, the American Pitbull Terrier. Mm-hmm. And so the first one is gameness. Unyielding in nature, ready and willing. The second one is temperament. Need I say more? And then tenacity, holding firm, persistent. And it says these terms should help you understand our dogs. The breed has been said to be scented. And it goes on like how the bulldog came and what it was used for. Mm-hmm. And so it's like... I see these, and it's like, you know, these are still very applicable in basically every working dog. Yeah. Gameness, temperament, and tenacity. Well, that's what we look for, especially in uh, in hog dog stuff. Yeah. I'd say drive would be mm-hmm. one that would probably be added, but, I mean, I feel like that could be. I don't know if you couldn't have drive without gameness. Yeah. Or gameness like, without drive. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It'd be hard to. Yeah, if and you had a dog that like, had is there a difference between drive and hunt? I think so, without a doubt. Yeah, to me, and I, I mean, mean yeah, I mean, I we can I can get analytical with it. Oh yeah, you want to know what the difference is? But that's just my, that's yeah, just I mean, me. like I said, it, words are just based upon drive. their meaning. What is drive? The willingness to go to go. A bird dog has most of them have tons of drive. A lot of them have, they got tons of hunt. But they don't hunt like a walker dog. No. Or like a like running a, Like a running walker. That son of a bitch wants to catch. He runs to catch. He wants to get it. He wants to go. He'll die. He'd rather he'll run himself to death. That's hunt. Or you get an old slow dog that'll grub up a track. There's nothing else around. And he keeps his nose working and working and working and working. But he's and got working way and working. more hunt than he's got drive. Exactly. He might not have the drive. And when I say that, he does have drive and willingness to go. Yeah, yeah. But he's got more hunt than drive. Yeah. How much bottom does he have? The bottom part, to me, that's the drive. When I say, well, that dog got a lot of bottom. Yeah. Deep bottom dog, he ain't going to quit. That's his willingness to go. That's, it. that's the drive part. The hunt... A lot of people. That's what I said. This, this is just me. Yeah. This does not. This is nothing written in stone this ain't for the anybody. Else. Exactly. <laughs> I want a dog that hunts for me and him, or her. Either way, I, I want a dog that that wants to go, and I want a dog that it doesn't necessarily have to go a mile or three miles or go until the end of time until he finds whatever game he's after. But on a dog that just wants that wants to hunt. That's why we have different ranges on dogs. Why it fits certain needs more than others. When you have a dog that you can walk hunt and he'll go three to five hundred yards, make circles, hunt real hard, come back and check in. That's why that's where I like that bird dog stuff in there. Or terrier stuff. I like to cross that. I cross the terrier stuff with the bird dog stuff. Then I get that 600-yard to 800-yard dog that will beat the briars down. I don't give a fuck where you're going. That son of a bitch is going to hunt, but he doesn't have no way out yonder hunt. But he's got tons of drive. He's got games. He's got grit, determination, willingness to go. So that that's what I that's why I said there's a difference to me. 
You know, when you yeah. say you got a dog that has drive, okay, look at a Rottweiler. The the old the the German bred Rottweilers or German Shepherds or Dutch Shepherds or Belgian Malinois, those dogs have so much drive. Look at the agility dogs. They have drive. Them motherfuckers ain't got no hunting. That's why I said that's the difference. And there are a lot of people there. They're like, you know, they try to discuss that. And I'm like, this, there's the difference. You can take an agility dog or a dog that just these, I mean, like Kelpies, shit like that. They got so much drive because they want to. They want to do it. They want to do it. Weightful dogs. Same thing. You got, you got this other lunatic, this guy out here that runs around doing parkour. That's drive. That's just wanting to do it. Yeah. It ain't going to stop. That's like when you see it look like a lot of people say, boy, that dog right there is game as hell. Yeah. You know, there's there's a difference just because the dog wants to, to hunt a lot or because he wants to fight a lot. There, there's, to me, and like I said, this is just me. Having something that's game, and, and I hear people all the time talk about that's a game-bred dog. And I talk about old game stock, but the ones I'm talking about, they were all proven. Yeah. They, it, it wasn't like, well, they came off of this dog. No, every one of them was proven. Yeah. So what would be the difference between gameness and hardness? That That's like an ongoing thing that I've heard for years and years yeah, and years. I've heard the same discussion before. Okay. I know dogs that have gameness, they, they want to go. Is gameness and, and more? Th- they'll come across the line. They'll come out of the corner, and they ain't quitting, and they'll go. But they can, they might not can take the abuse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They they can. Well, let, let, let's back that. Let's, like, let's don't use that now. Let's don't yeah. use that. Let, let's so let's go. Is willingness to engage. Let me let me say. Let me tell, finish. Let, that's what I said. Let me use another analogy or another scenario. Let's use. A Patterdale and a Jag. Yeah. Okay. You take this, and, and I'm talking about the ones I own, not other people's, which some form or fashion, they come from somewhere. The Jags that I've owned or, come, or the Dixieland stuff, they have a ton of gameness, a ton of it, but they're not, they don't have the hardness. The Patterdales I've owned, they have the hardness, and I'm talking about hard. Like I, you that that's you can hit that some bitch with a hammer. It's, and he ain't it's like UFC fighting, exactly. like Clint Carpenter versus Conor McGregor. No, it's like Clay Guida. Clay Guida, yeah, that's what I meant. Not Clint Carpenter. Well, Clint Clay, might beat Clay the shit the out Carpenter of somebody. Guida, there yeah. it is. Clint might beat the yeah, shit Clint, out of somebody. Mr. He Clint, looks sorry. pretty tough. I mean, he really. I does. don't want to fight him. He looks rough, mean as hell, stinks twice as bad. But yes, that's that's what I'm talking about. When you have somebody that will just hang in there, and there's a lot of people that says, "Well, that's that's game." Yes, it is. But you also have to be able to take that abuse. Like I said, there's a lot of dogs yeah. that don't mind the fight. They don't mind the contact. They don't mind hanging on to their opponent. And it, I'm not, it doesn't mean another dog either. That means you know whether it's a hog or a badger. Mm, that's why I was saying. So if you if you go hold up. A dog down in a hole on a badger, and that thing is just eating him up. 
Some of them will back up and bark. Start squealing and stuff. Well, some of them will back up and bark. They'll bait because it's they they ha- they want to do it, and they're still engaged, but they don't just take that abuse. They don't just take it. Like I said, there's a difference. That like I said, there's there's some guys who have cauliflowered ears because they it was an accident or they were just hanging on all they could. There's some guys who have cauliflower ears because they just stayed till the end. And that's two different kind of guys. You know, I mean, that, that's serious. And there's some guys who don't have cauliflower ears because they don't fucking need it. You know, and that's the one that's the total package. You know, it's. And I, I'm, I'm sure there's other people out here that analyze stuff and they, they think totally different. And that's up to them and if you do hell let us yeah, know exactly that's what i said that doesn't mean i just said from what i from me but it also has to be in the same scenario yeah you know i can't do this i, I can't say okay well there's what i'm what i'm putting out i'm talking more along the lines of the southern battle dog <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about some a different animal i'm not talking about a big game hound that's game as hell and has and as hard as a rock because they're there they're out there there's yeah. dogs that will run till the pads of their feet are gone and run some more and then when they get there they don't want to bathe that somebody's very long they want to grab him they want to kill him and i'm not talking about a 150 pound pig i'm talking about a bear in a cave or a mountain lion in a cave and then the, like they they'll kill them you know, that, that's how tough they are. That's how hard they are. They can take the abuse, getting their ass whooped, and still stay in there to the end of the fight. Doesn't necessarily mean they win. That's like everybody talks about a dog being dead game. If that's some bitch alive. alive, how do you know? <laughs> so it has to be to the point of Resuscitation, where, basically. Yes. It has to be to that point. I've seen very few hunting dogs that were like that. In my yeah. life, I've only seen two that what I, I mean, and, and when I say hunt dogs, I don't mean pit bulls. Yeah. I don't mean any type of bulldog at all. I've seen several that were, were game. I'm talking about they were game, buddy. They, they were there to about just about to the last drop. But I watched the damn little yellow cur dog last year. Take his last breath with his damn teeth still clenched. Yeah. Last year, Joe Charlie was hanging on. Finally, we, I pulled him off. Like, oh, like yeah, we he bled out on the air. Yeah, like he was he was literally done. He, and, and the whole time, he wouldn't let go. And I was like, that's that's what you call dead game. Like, And, I mean, it, it sucks. That's one of them deals where you just want to cry. If crying will make it better, I would. And then – I got a hide back here. Everything that's inside of him is outside of him. And he's fucking lungs popping out and shit like that. And this some bitch is scratching, trying to go. You have to hold him down. That that's, that's why I said not everybody has that same type of dog. No. There's some people that say, hey, these dogs are rough. And when they say their dogs are rough, they'll bay a hog. They'll bite a hog a little bit. But when they get their ass whooped a little, they'll back up. They'll get out of it. 
when I say rough, it's a catch dog. For the most part, it's pretty yeah. much catch dog. Yeah. I, and I don't mean like they mean well, a rough bait dog. Well, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. And there's no, that's great. There's nothing wrong that with that. dog's a bait dog. But when I was supposed to say, when I say rough dog, me and Mr. Kevin Brooks have a line on, on rough dogs. Uh, and mine might even be more extreme than that because mine ain't going to bark. Because Charlie was a rough dog. I'm talking about mine ain't going to bark. When they say, oh boy, he, hell, he backed him up and barked. No, he's not. No, he's not. That's something that he's done. I promise you. If he ain't hanging on, He's done. Just they ain't gonna be. No I would consider Charlie a rough dog, and he bathed two hogs ever and caught the rest. Exactly. And I think both times he bathed because he was alone. Well, one night, the only time that he ever actually bathed was the first time he ever seen a yeah. hog, and he he barked three or four times and then caught. Yeah. So he, I mean that that was the end of that, and then. That night we was over in the cornfield, there was a whole sounder. And he, he started barking. And I think that's the only thing I could think like he was Yeah. He didn't Which know whether to catch corn or not. At night, I mean No, could, I mean no, it's, there's he just didn't know whether and I I wished he would have I wished I could have got another couple years out of him. Cause he like really turned on late. He was a late bloomer. Everybody I know would have called that dog. I knew there was something about him, and all when when we sent King, which I mean he was always there. He was the greatest help dog. Was the greatest. Dog. Oh, if there was a whimper. Charlie was going. Yeah, like I mean he he cut out and he ain't coming back. But it we sent King over to to Keaton Temple to do some breedings, and so I was like, well, I'm just gonna move Charlie up to run with Hank. That was a that was some that was a bad pair, but now King and Hank, that's a whole nother deal. Yeah, that's another level. That shit right there. That if I could duplicate that, I mean that's, and we've been trying. Like we're trying, we're trying, but I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to even keep anything because that's what you got to compare. Because they gotta it have to. the sense. Well, you got to compare it to that. Yeah, and it's when you look, and you're like, man, that dog's doing pretty good, but. Well, when so and so did this, so it's like shit. You know, it ain't really that good. It's just better than some, and there's a lot out there that's way better. I guarantee you. Guarantee. And another one of these characteristics was temperament. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, do you think there's like a lot of correlation between a dog's temperament and how hard and how much drive and hunt they have? Yeah, T- to an extent. Yeah. There's oddballs, uh, of course. But. Well, I think d- depending on the, the type of temperament you're talking about, yeah. the dog, the dog's actual temperament, uh, like you got like Jags, most of them's crazy, but they're just so high drive dogs. You know, they're wide open. They want to go all the time. Well, sight hounds want to go too. Every one of them I ever seen was just chilled, laid back. It's, it's oh, yeah. just cool and calm. Jags so, typically don't chill out until a couple of years. Yeah. Well, I have to back up on that one because you got to be careful on that because that's not the same Jags that, like, there's probably mm-hmm. 10 or 15 of us guys Yeah. that we, the Jags, they know the Jags we're talking about. Yeah. And then the, the rest of them, they got what started getting bred up about 10 years ago. Everybody's just breeding whatever you got damn jags that are 
paying a house cat. And there should never be that, ever. Or I, a that's jag shunning away from a coon. And it's like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. When you when you take a, a half-grown jag and he, he turns from a half-grown coon, something ain't going right. But, but like I said, the temperament thing is there's dogs that, That like I said, it's this real high prey drive, and that they're wound up real tight. Yeah, I think them will they, they'll bite you, jump around. If you try to hold them, they're wiggling and trying to go. And like I said, but I've seen some other dogs that's just as much drive, but they're just chilled and relaxed. And so that just goes to the breed. That's what I have to say. You know me. That goes to the breed. I agree. Because like Lily was the hardest dog I've ever owned. Uh. One of the gamest dogs I've ever seen. Best temperament I've ever seen, period. Like, I mean, passed her CGC test and all that stuff. I could leave her with anybody, and she would mind them until I told her not to mind them. And then she's no longer your friend. Yeah. And never was one incident. Never was an accident ever in in 15 years. Oh, yeah. I sicked her on quite a few people. And yeah. uh, she never just bit anybody for the hell of it. But no. if they were dicking around, and I was like, get them. Like, uh, she got and them. she knew how hard to grab them. And I'd be like, easy, don't bite them so hard. Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's what you get when you mess with dogs like that. There was several boys I went to uh, high school with that learned a hard lesson. That dog won't bite me. I'm like, that dog will bite you. They'll be like, well, I'm petting it. I'll be like, I'll bet you 20 bucks that dog mm-hmm. will bite you. Oh, yeah? Just get him with it. I'd be like, easy, don't bite him so hard. She'd be like grabbing his pants like I'm like, and I bite him hard just a little. And yeah. she'd just give him one good, one good nip on the calf. I wish I could wish I could have bottled that up and and just kept it. That the sense that that, that dog had. And I don't know. Probably never get that lucky again. That's one of them deals where just when you get one like that, everybody knows. You'll know. Everybody'll know. But you're like, this some bitch right here, like, there's no train in no none of that. It's just like, let's get it. And dog wants to go. That's that, that that's the total package you're talking about. That's that total package. And it's generally found in a pit bull, a true American pit bull terrier. That's where most of those people, you go back on those dogs, is that or a damn old bird dog, something, you know. Looks like it's fixing to rain us out again. Yeah. Well. Anything else you want to add? We hate to kind of cut it short, but we were doing pretty good there. We're going to continue on with these segments like this uh, for a lot of the guys who've, who've requested it. Uh, in the studio here. We got, man, we got a lot of storms been hitting us all day. Well, the last couple of days, really. Power been out at our house since 4 o'clock this morning, and it's, what, 6 o'clock this evening now? Yep. And the next one's rolling in right now, so – we're going to try to cut it short so that way we don't have to deal with any power issues for the the camera <clears throat> and all the equipment. And so uh, if if anything that we discussed in this episode, if, if you got some input on it, let us know, you know, comment or, or messages. If there's a topic that we could talk about, that's one of the things that we have that we have to deal with. That's one hardest thing I ever thought it'd be a hard thing to do is find enough topics to to really focus on without constantly talking about the same thing. So if there's a topic and you have like a PowerPoint on it that you want to see, let us know. 
And as you know, we appreciate all the listeners. We're we're steadily gaining viewers, subscribers uh, on all our social media on on these platforms, and we really appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank to to all the people who supported us. Dude, just you have no idea. Right, Lance Crystal, you the man. I don't give a damn. That man's been with us since day one. Every single time. Every he, time. He contributes. He does does his part, without a doubt. That's Crockett's taxidermy. The man makes beer. He makes sausage. And he can stuff a deer. Without anything else. Yeah. Him and his wife does the best. The, the cat, like bobcats and stuff. Dude, if you need some serious taxidermy work done, call her at Crockett's taxidermy. He's out there in Ozona, Texas. Uh, I think that's where he's at, correct? Yeah, yeah, Ozona, I believe. And he knows what a jag is, too. Big Gus, the man. But, uh, and there's, like I said, Southern Cross, Garmin, Showtime, Hogbaying.com, just multitude of, of people that, that support us. Uh, Animal Housing Solutions, they've jumped on board with us and they they really they really support us a lot. Boars and Broads, that's our, our partners right there, man. He ain't and Uncle Pat, dude, he we're gonna get Uncle Pat back on here and get into some I wanna get into some uh some stuff about the dogs, like especially like the nutrition and their bodies. Condition. How they work, how what makes a dog work from the inside. I think things like that were really Y'all, y'all keep up with all these guys that do this stuff and are putting out good content, good footage. Justin Becker, Not Normal Adventures. He's got good stuff. Check him out on YouTube. Uh, Python Cowboy. He's clicking along pretty good. And uh, our, we got the blondes and boars. They've come out. So uh, we're going to try to keep hunting with them or, or they hunting with us or however you want to do it and make this thing roll on and Keep full steam ahead. Thank you. And until next time, we'll see y'all.